0: On today's episode of Stone Cold Sports Talk. Taft is very optimistic about his dogs. Jay has low expectations for the Florida Gators. William is investing in Texas running back John Robinson. And I think winter is coming for Scott Frost and Jim Harbaugh. These storylines and more are coming up right after this.
1: In
2: yeah. Is it the Jenkins for the championship? gonna win the football game! Fire to the end zone! Touchdown! Alabama wins!
0: For the first time in the third quarter of 2021, Stone Cold Sports Talk is back. Episode 39 here, Power Five, Power Four preview. You know how we feel about the Pac-12 on this podcast. We are a very anti-Pac 12 podcast. Lots of great college football games coming up, but a great college football season awaits us. Luke Stone here, as always, with William Smith, Jay Banzett, and Taft Gant. William, what is your favorite storyline as we head into the 2021 college football season? A lot of
1: unproven quarterbacks this year, and a lot of vacancies. And I know this happens every year. You could say, but there are a lot of guys who are, you know, now in the draft. Mac Jones in the NFL going to be starting for the Patriots. Justin Fields. I'm going to throw Kellen Mond and Sam Ellinger in this conversation. I know it's a little controversial. So there are a lot of wild cards out there. I'm going to start with Bryce Young in Alabama. We've heard a lot about this guy. He's you know, supposedly made a million dollars off the NIL alone, but he hasn't even played any significant minutes at Bama yet. He's replacing Mac Jones, who was a Heisman candidate. Uh, so we'll see what he does in his first year uh, starting at Bama. Um, another guy, or I guess two guys who come onto the scene, Hudson Card and Casey Thompson at Texas. A little bit underwhelming compared to what Sam Ellinger did in his four years in Austin. And then C.J. Stroud, how is he going to replace Justin Fields, who was so awesome for the Buckeyes in these past two years? Um, I'm not really going to talk about Joe Milton replacing Jared Garantano. I don't think that that needs to be talked about, considering that Garantano is not even sure where he is. I don't think he'll be starting wherever he is. Um, and then one more guy that I want to touch on is Emory Jones. I know Stone will appreciate this. How will Emory Jones do? We saw him play a couple of weird third down snaps. He's a good runner. I don't know if he's going to be able to live up to Kyle Trask at all, especially what Trask did last year. No one expected him to do anything. But that's a guy to watch out for. So I'm very interested in these quarterback vacancies. Lot to prove for these guys.
2: So when you want to talk about irrelevant, Jarek Guantano is at Washington State. Is it Washington State now? Washington
0: State. Wait, irrelevant. like wait a minute. Like the school, like the school whose coach almost got fired for not getting vaxxed like that, Washington State now? Yeah, that one. Interesting. Taft, somewhat similar vein, but your uh, your favorite storyline for this year?
3: Yeah, similar to what William was saying with just new young quarterbacks. But I'm looking at the teams that have lost those quarterbacks: Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, the three powerhouses of the past ten or so years. And they're all going to be bringing in new guys at the quarterback helm: uh, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. They're all gone. They're all going to be playing in the NFL. Um, at some point. And now you have Bryce Young, DJ, and CJ Stroud all coming in. It'll be interesting to see how they will handle coming into a program that is just so known for winning. And they have such a winning culture that they're expected to win every game that they play in. I know Clemson and Alabama's win totals this year are at 11.5. Will these young first-time quarterbacks be able to go undefeated and bring Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State back to the college football playoff? like they're so used to doing year in and year out. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Jay, we may have the potential for some turbulence in the ACC and Big 12, which have been so anticlimactic in recent years. Talk a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, honestly, it's been kind of boring. Um, I was watching a, a video that ESPN put together on Clemson players, Brian Brzee and James Skalski, two defensive players. And Skalski is a su- super senior sixth year player at linebacker for Clemson, he has won five ACC championships. And that's just a little boring to me uh, when the same team wins five times in a row. Um, and the same kind of goes for, I think OU's won five straight, two in the big 12, I think. Um, so I'm really just interested as a Carolina student uh, in the ACC, I think there are a couple teams that could certainly do it um, with returning quarterbacks. And then in the big 12, it's all about uh, Iowa state, with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, maybe the best duo in the country, um, player and player. And I don't know, it's just something about – it's the preseason hype with freaking Texas, uh, Steve Sarkeesian moving over, um, bringing his scheme over there. And so I'm really interested to see if North Carolina or Miami can uh, unseat Clemson in the ACC and if Iowa State and Texas can take OU out of the Big 12 um, championship race.
3: You know I'm think you. i going to interrupt you here because I think I disagree. I think that there's going to be a lot of consistency in both conferences. I think UNC is really the only team out of those four that you mentioned in the ACC or Big 12 that can contend and compete with Clemson and Oklahoma this year. I think Miami just has a lot of question marks and I don't think they'll compete in the ACC. They'll get like nine wins max. And then Iowa State, they've never had these high of expectations. I think that they're going to have a little downfall from what they did last year in Texas. I mean, they're bringing in a new coach, so many expectations there already. I think Oklahoma's easy in the playoff this year. And then in the ACC, UNC is gonna give Clemson its run for its money, but since they don't play head to head this year, I think Clemson's just gonna be able to sneak their way into the ACC or into the college football playoff by winning the ACC once again.
0: I will just say this: You mentioned that uh, you know in the ACC there are a lot of teams returning quarterbacks from last season who have had just yet another season to mature. Uh, and for a second, I thought that you were going to bring up uh, my storyline, which is the cardiac who's Brennan Armstrong and their quest for a national championship. No, I'm kidding. Their quest to just beat Tech, like that'd be awesome this year. My favorite storyline for 2021 is the Power Five hot seat, especially among long time or uh, long tenured coaches in uh, in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Um, In the Big Ten, of course, we have Scott Frost at Nebraska. That seat
2: is on fire.
0: That seat is—it's already on fire. Um, The uh, I saw a headline today that it was like perfect local media in Lincoln, Nebraska. It was like why there might be an early frost warning in Lincoln, and I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. That's really good journalism. Big J journalism right there. Um, Anyway, Scott Frost hired from UCF uh, after going six and seven in his first year. Which, by the way, no, that's not impressive. But thirteen and zero in his second season. As annoying as it was to watch that run from my perspective, a very, very impressive uh, performance from him. Hometown hero quarterback, but a living nightmare of a head coach. 12 and 21 in Lincoln in his career, 0 and 8 against the top 25, and 4 and 11 on the road in his three full seasons at Nebraska. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, meanwhile. Obviously, the record is not nearly as bad as it is for Scott Frost, but no conference championship games appear game appearances, no wins against Ohio State, and just one finish in the top 10 in the final AP or coaches poll of a, uh, of a postseason, And then Clay Helton at USC 18 and 13 in his past three seasons, one in three in bowl games, the full-time head coach USC, of course, hoping to go back to the very lofty aspirations they had set for themselves during the famed Lane Kiffin, just kidding, uh, Pete Carroll era of the mid two thousands. And then of course, a lot of other coaches in the power five could get canned with bad seasons. Mike Leach being chief among them after a, an abysmal finish to the season following a very, uh, Uh, a very expectation shattering performance against defending national champion LSU uh, in September of last year. Um, Dave Aranda at Baylor, PJ Fleck at Minnesota, uh, Mel Tucker at Michigan state. All of these are names that could find themselves on the hot seat at the end of the season, if they have a couple of embarrassing losses. Uh, So obviously a lot of exciting storylines in college football, but also this season, especially a lot of very exciting games. Uh, Jay, this one is coming up this weekend. Just, uh, Tell us a little bit more about Clemson-Georgia down in Charlotte.
2: This is going to – this is Taft's personal pride here. Uh, Georgia-Clemson this Saturday, I think, will be and should be the best game of the season. And it kind of – I hate that we have it in the first week because I don't think a lot of people are going to recognize how good of a game it is. Um, But it's really – Georgia has been searching – and Taft can back me up on this. Georgia has been searching. They had one, Justin Fields, and they let him go. And they had Jacob Eason, let him go. Okay. They've been searching and they, I think they finally got it right with their quarterback choice with JT Daniels, the mailman's gone. All the Dwayne Mathis is gone. All these other people don't need to be there. And JT Daniels looks like every bit of the guy that can take this team to a national championship. Um, and George has always just had a phenomenal roster, just lacking a quarterback. And this is the year they have a quarterback. And then on top of that, on the other side, you get Clemson, who's ranked higher because they have a ton of pieces coming back. Uh, DJ Uyangalale, uh may end up being better in college than Trevor Lawrence was, which is something to say. Um, he, I read this last week, he, he has the record for the most passing yards given up by a Notre Dame defense when he did it in South Bend last year. Um, so it's, I think this is going to be, there's two of, I think the four best teams in the country and they play in week one uh, and we're going to have a really good time watching them play um,
3: in Charlotte this weekend.
0: Taft, i imagine uh, you're in agreement there on best game of the season.
3: Yeah. I think that this will be one of the best games of the decade, just because of the stakes and because of the talent on both sides of the ball for both teams. And I think that there's going to be, a lot of interesting storylines to watch in this game in particular obviously Clemson's bringing in they've lost Trevor Lawrence they've lost Travis Etienne, two of the best players in program history, now they have to fill those gaps, but obviously as a Georgia fan i'm looking at what Georgia needs to do to win and they've had a lot of injuries as well, they lost Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, their two biggest pass catchers and on the other side of the ball Um, Techie Smith from West Virginia, he's a transfer. He's not going to play either. So there are definitely some holes for Georgia as well. So it's going to come down to who has the better game plan. Um, Will it be Kirby Smart? Will it be Dabo? I mean, two of the best coaches of the 21st century. So I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch in Charlotte. Hopefully the Dogs can pull out a victory.
0: Georgia and Clemson have been two of the biggest names in college football this decade. So has a little school in Tuscaloosa. I am most looking forward to Alabama's tango with Texas A&M in College Station on October 9th. Alabama, of course, comes into the season ranked preseason AP number one, Texas A&M at number six. We all know the stats about Jimbo Fisher and every other Saban assistant going up against their former boss. Uh, hasn't been encouraging so far, but a potential for maybe one of those weird one-off Bama A&M uh, games of a lifetime like, like we saw with Johnny Manziel in 2012. Jay, fact check me on that. Yes.
2: That was nine years ago. Put, think about
0: that. I don't want to think about it. It makes me scared. A
2: decade, uh, a decade ago was, well, it's been a decade since Cam Newton played college football too.
0: That's terrifying also. Um, but the uh, Bama a and game has all of the makings of one of the best of the season, especially with a Bama team that is unproven and a quarterback who I think that'll be basically his first tough road test or one of his first tough road tests um, in the midst of a gauntlet of a season for Alabama that includes a trip to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium against Florida, although I expect they probably handily beat the Gators in that one. Um, still a, uh, uh, not quite an environment as rowdy as College Station would be, especially if they're still in the top ten and hosting the top team in the nation. William, your best game of the season comes from the Big 12.
1: I just want to give the Big 12 a proper send-off. Man, I love this conference, and I hate to see it go. And that's why I'm riding with the Cyclones this year. But who are they playing? They're going to be playing number two, preseason number two, Oklahoma. This is in uh, Norman on November 20th. So I think this will be one of the best games of the season. I think that Iowa State has a serious shot to win the Big 12. And this game will um, definitely help them on their way to do that. They're returning, I think, 20 of 2022 starters. Um, Jay talked about Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. Brees Hall is probably the best running back in the country. I'm going to talk about Bijan a little later. It could be better, but Brees, based off last year, is currently the best running back in football. They've got their whole O-line back, I'm pretty sure. They've already been to a Big 12 championship last year, and they lost. Um, But I think that this team is ready. They're hungry. I know it sounds weird to think of Iowa State as a contender, but I think this is going to be a showdown, too. I guess I'll throw Brock Purdy and say he's like, all right, put them in the top 15 quarterback conversation versus Spencer Rattler. Um, and I think that this is going to be a great game. I think both teams are going to be um, carrying a lot of momentum into this. And I think that too too early for predictions, but I'm excited to see uh where this game ends up because these are two teams that could be in the playoff. So that was a little bold.
0: That was a little bold. I'll, I'll correct you on that one, but um, I agree. That should be a great game and has the has the potential to be like one of those, you know, early 2010s Big Ten basketball games that were kind of like, a, oh, I'm really, really going to miss this. Like, you know, the the UConn against, was it Pitt? Wh- which one went to – yeah, UConn. Was that the Kemba game? Yeah, 11. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that was a couple of years before the end of the Big East, but like one of those games that when you think <laughs> of the Big East, you think of a run or the six overtime game against uh, with Bayheim and Jim Calhoun, stuff like that, and that game along with some of the Texas-Oklahoma ones. Um, from the past five years has a chance to be kind of the the swan song um, or the Requiem for the big 12, all rights reserved to 30 for 30, which produced at first Requiem for the big East uh, Heisman trophy, obviously a major accolade in college football. Jay, who's your winner?
2: I think it's going to, I'm a very biased person when I say this. Um, I was thinking about it earlier. It's going to come down to, I think Sam Howe uh, simply because our schedule is so weak and our defense is not that great uh so we're going to score a ton of points he's going to throw for a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns um and it'll come down to he and rattler and i say we we have not had the preseason favorite win the heisman since 2014 with marcus mariota um and you think about it it's always kind of guys that come out with like enormous odds to win um and so that kind of Kind of goes against Rattler and how like Joe Burrow came out of nowhere. Devontae Smith like wasn't even on the betting board last year um, and he ended up winning. So, and I don't know, I was stuck between Rattler and how and I just always see OU quarterbacks throwing just for enormous numbers. Uh, And so he's the preseason favorite. I think we'll have win for the first time since 2014, 15.
0: William. Yes. Who's your Heisman Trophy winner?
1: Bijan Robinson. And his odds are currently 25-1, to but this guy has the potential to be the most electric player in college football this season. Uh, I know that we talked about Brees Hall a little earlier, um, but Bijan, he's just a different skill set. We saw what he could do later last season. Really came onto the scene. He's a five-star. I think in Sark's system, he's going to be awesome um and i really expect big things from him i know that a running back hasn't won the heisman since i think what was it derrick henry in 20 i don't know what the year is 20 mm-hmm. the year doesn't matter fact check jay. fact check jay 15 15 all right 2015 derrick henry um but i think this guy has all the tools it is kind of a matter of is texas going to be good enough for him to be in this conversation because he's going to stat pad but is texas going to be good enough to where he can win the heisman i think that he is going to put up ungodly numbers this year. And I think that maybe the quarterback position might be lacking in depth or, you know, stardom a little bit this season and that Bijan can uh, kind of overcome that and become the second running back to win the Heisman since 2015. So I'm, I'm on the Bijan train.
0: The QB position is not at all lacking in talent. There's a certain man in Oxford, Mississippi for one of the most high powered offenses in America and one of the most eccentric, quixotic, idiosyncratic coaches in all of college football and Lane Kiffin. No one throws the ball more except Mike Leach, but Mike Leach is bad now. No one throws the ball more than Lane Kiffin. No one loves putting numbers up quite like Lane Kiffin does. And I absolutely love, love, love Matt Corral to win the Heisman this year. Did he lose Elijah Moore? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I don't know what my counter is for that. But I'm all on the Matt Corral train, mostly because it's 20 to 1 odds, and that's pretty damn good money for a Heisman winner. And I think a year like this is going to bring a really unexpected uh, Heisman Trophy winner, and I would not be surprised with Matt Corral. If you want any sort of logical justification, you will not find it from me, but I am going on momentum and gut alone to have to your Heisman Trophy winner, which is even more biased.
3: <laughs> I like where your head's at there, Stern. The top three favorites from Heisman this year, Spencer Rattler, DJ Yuga Um Try it again. we U- un- Lele. Un- le- un- le- un- le- un- Lele. Okay, that. And then Bryce Young. DJ and Bryce Young, they're both too young, Um, in my opinion. I think Spencer Rattler has a lot going for him, but I'm going to go with a more unconventional pick. The next the next three guys that fall in the Heisman odds are Sam Howell, Matt Corral, and JT Daniels. I'm going to go with one of those three, I think. Those are going to be – I think those three players, those three quarterbacks will be um, at the Heisman Trophy presentation, but I think the dog JT Daniels is going to take it home. Yes, this is definitely biased, but I do think that JT Daniels has the best skilled players on his team. There are about four guys that could be starting running backs anywhere um, playing for Georgia. Zamir White, James Cook, Kendall Milton, and Kenzie McIntosh. He has those guys to distract the defense from their, um, with the run game so good that it's going to open up some opportunities in the passing game. And with two of the biggest receivers in college football, and then you have Kiaris Jackson, Jermaine Burden. I think JT Daniels just has so many weapons to use. And one thing that you need to win the Heisman Trophy, and just going based on statistically in the last seven years of the college football playoff, is that your team needs to make um, the playoff. And the exception is Lamar Jackson. I think the Dogs have the best chance to make the playoff out of Ole Miss and UNC, and that's why I'm picking JT over um, Corral and Howell.
0: Respect the logic. All right, so we did our own little preseason media poll, but instead of being actual members of the media, it's just us. Here are our top fives in the Power 4. Again, very anti-Pac-12 conference. Um, so in the SEC, we actually have a tie for first. Um, we have uh, Bama and Georgia receiving, receiving the same number of votes and the same number of first place votes. Um, so we'll see. Bama, Georgia, both going to be good. And then behind them, lsu florida and texas a and m a&m i'm um, not sure wow there's a lot of uh i guess there's a lot of people who jay the lowest rankings of jay and william had a&m at sixth um, and then the rest of the sec doesn't really matter that much except vanderbilt was unanimous last place in the conference so go doors on that one um acc uh clemson number one carolina number two miami number three Boston College, number four. Wow.
1: Phil Jerkovic. Wow, and
0: then uh, last in the last in the ACC is a tie between Duke and Syracuse, as it should be. Um, Big Ten, no surprise here: Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, um, followed by Iowa and Indiana, and then in the Big Twelve we have Oklahoma, unanimous selection for first place as was Ohio state. I should add, um, Iowa state, a unanimous selection for third or second place, followed by Texas, Oklahoma state and TCU, um, bonus points to any, uh, to any viewer of the pot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Taft actually upset the apple cart a little bit here. Um, it would appear as though we have Kansas.
2: He picked Kansas not to lose.
0: Oh, wait. No, no, no. no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. mind. The seat. No, never mind. The the sheet was. No, never mind. He has them still in.
2: He does. Yeah. He put a number twice. Wait. Oh, oh, oh.
0: okay. They're in last. They're still in last place. We have a slight counting error here. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Kansas is unanimous last place. I thought we had some very serious hope out there in Lawrence, but uh, Mr. Geiger, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. The Jayhawks are still going to be absolute garbage. (laughs) Moving on to. Our college football playoff and national championship predictions. Oh,
2: Stone, you missed this section.
0: I did. Most disappointing team. Oh, most most disappointing team. Sorry, I was supposed to go before that. Um, William, you have a rather hot take for most disappointing team. Go.
2: Yeah, you're you're gonna get a lot of flame for this. Oh team. yeah,
0: I know, I know, and I'm and I'm ready. Um,
1: God, I mean, it. it this team, the expectations are through the roof, and I don't watch really
2: your mouth with your with what you're about to say.
1: I don't really understand why. Like last year, you had Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Diami Brown, Daz Newsome, my boy Storm Duck, Tony Grimes. They're still there, granted. And you lose to Virginia. And now you're coming back next year with those four guys gone, saying you could maybe win the ACC. It doesn't make I know you have Ty Chandler. And he's, he was a solid backup. The
0: the Tennessee transfer running back? Yeah, the Tennessee
1: transfer backup. Yeah. The guy who backed up Eric Gray, who won maybe four games last year. Um, I don't really like the North Carolina hype train at all. Uh, I think that, yeah, they could finish top three in the ACC, but they're not going to go, they're not going to win the conference. Um, I don't foresee them being in the top 10 at the end of the season. And Sam Howell can only do as well. Uh, as the weapons around him, and I don't think that he has that sort of talent, same as last year. And even though they were in the Orange Bowl last year, I don't think that that game had any serious ramifications, and they got into it by virtue of being in the ACC, which Virginia did two years ago, and we probably didn't deserve that spot either. So I don't think Carolina is going to be in the top 10. I think that they're very, very overhyped, and I'm looking forward to seeing them lose to UVA for, I think, the fifth year in a row. Sixth.
0: Six, sorry. Tapped also in the ACC, your most disappointing team.
3: I think every year Miami is supposed to do good. They just let people down, and they don't get as many wins as people imagined, and they never just live up to the hype. And this is one of those years where Miami's supposed to have a good season. Their win total over-under is nine and a half. I don't think that they're going to get anywhere close to that. Um, they have tough games like UNC, Pitt. Florida State those are all on the road um King is coming off of injury and we haven't he hasn't proven himself he has yet to do that and I think that Miami has too many questions to answer and they haven't done enough in the past few years to give me any reason to say oh well they've done this before so they can do it again I think Miami just has too many expectations for as many questions as they have um and I think that the hurricanes are not going to have a year that people are anticipating.
0: I agree with you. And I'll add on with my own team, which is Texas. Not sure why they get the expectations every year. I'm not going to run through the litany of reasons. I don't think the Sarkesian experiment is going to work out. Although I hope it does go a little better than the one at USC, because it'd be fun to see Texas be better than USC was under Sark. I mean, good grief, but Texas is not back. Jay, your most disappointing team.
2: And so this one's going to hit home, and I think it's because you've given me. Five, I won't even um, be
0: hurt. I've given you a lot of reasons for going
2: this. On, going on six years of reasons to make this decision. Um, it, it, it really just comes out. I don't trust Emory Jones. I think Florida is going to be not not great. Uh, I don't know what their final record will be. It depends. They, I know they get Bama at home. They'll get Georgia again. Eight and
0: four. I would. I would get bet a lot of money on eight and four. Exactly.
2: Actually, let's go through their schedule, because I just named um two losses off the top of my head. So they've got.
0: I will say this, though, they beat Florida State, I promise.
2: Can they beat Florida Atlantic?
0: Yes. Yes. Two and one,
2: Bama, Tennessee. Yes. Three and one, Kentucky four and one, Vandy five and one, LSU five and two, Georgia five and three. South Carolina, six and three, Stanford, seven. You're going to a bowl game, seven and three. Missouri, I think they'll lose in Columbia.
0: We always find a way to lose something like that. So, yeah. I'll
2: take, I'll take eight and four. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their expectation is this year with Georgia in the division. but
0: Cannot wait until Dan I, Mullen is the next coach of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> wait, did Fangio didn't get fired, right?
2: No, Fangio has not been fired.
0: Okay, so they're going to fire Fangio and then they're going to be like, we need to draft a quarterback, and then it's going to be Dan Mullen out there. Honestly, maybe running it back with Tim Tebow again. Maybe he'll make it to week three of the preseason this time.
2: Maybe week two. Don't, don't push your limits.
0: All right. Now, I jumped the gun a little bit earlier. Uh, college football playoff and national championship predictions. Uh, Jay, you start us off on that one. All right.
2: Uh, oh, and, and okay. give
0: us give us your winners of the semis and then the – final
2: winners of the sem- so seated one through four I got OU I just really think that they're not going to lose a game they're far and away better than every other team in their conference um so give me OU one Ohio State two for pretty much the same reason Georgia I think loses this, this week in Clemson and then runs the rest of the ta- runs the table the rest of the way goes in as a one loss SEC champ at number three and then I act—I legitimately think that we can beat Clemson in the ACC championship. So I got Carolina sliding in at number four. Uh, I'll have us losing to OU. I'll have Georgia beat Ohio State. And then I'll have Georgia win the national championship over Oklahoma.
0: Go dogs! All fair. Taft, yours. You have it Love yet. Love
3: that pick by Jay. Yes. Um, so – Looking at the SEC, I think they're going to have two teams this year. Um, I think Georgia loses to either – okay, I'm going to just work my way around this without saying it. I think Georgia loses to either Clemson or Alabama. They're going to have one loss going into the playoff. I think that they'll be coming off a win against Alabama in the SEC championship, which I think will – an undefeated Bama. So I think that will bump Georgia up to number three, and Alabama will fall to number four. Those two SEC teams will sneak their way in. I think Clemson will go undefeated once again. Um, and that will be at number one. And then uh, undefeated, Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma, will be at number two. Um, I have, I mean, Georgia and Oklahoma would be a great game. And I will have the Dogs advancing past them just because I think they have more all-around weapons. Um, and I think that will be a fun matchup to watch. JT Daniels or Spencer Rattler. It could be a little Heisman showdown at that point. And then Clemson... Over Bama, um, we'll see a Clemson-Georgia rematch, and Clemson will get its revenge and win a national championship that has been a long time coming.
0: Makes sense. Number That was right, all, all kind of on the fly,
3: so that's we'll see. The- that's
0: impressive. Now, I'll say <laughs> this. Clemson 1, Bama 2. I know that's not fun. It's going to happen. Ohio State 3. Georgia, I think, gets in at 4. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to be really good, but I think that – Maybe, honestly, I would not be surprised if they lost in Bedlam against Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State is really, really, really pissed that they're leaving the Big 12 and you can't underestimate anger in a rivalry matchup. And then I think uh, Clemson defeats Georgia in the rematch. Um, Ohio State beats Clemson, or Ohio State beats Alabama in the uh, other semi. And then Ohio State beats um, Clemson and the national championship. Yeah. Ohio state Buckeyes 2022 national champions or 2021, however it works. Williams send us home.
1: Wow. Wow. People are sleeping on the tide and I know we talked about sleeping on the tide earlier, but I'm going to stick with, uh, you know, years of experience watching them win. Um, so my playoff, it goes Alabama one to Clemson three OU for Georgia. So Alabama's going to take it easily against the dogs, uh, and then for Clemson, Oklahoma, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bama versus Oklahoma. So Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler matchup in the championship, and I think that regardless of the doubts surrounding Bryce Young and this team, I think that Nick Saban always finds a way to win, or at least recently. You know, I'm getting tired of watching Alabama winning, but I think that nothing's really going to change. Obviously, I could be very wrong, and this could be one of those seasons where they do go. You know, it sounds terrible, but 10 and two, um, I know nine and three, 10 and two. That'd be awful. Nine and three would actually be like fire saving. I'm just kidding. Um, But I think that Alabama, we should never underestimate them. Obviously they're ranked number one for a reason coming into this season. And I'm going to go with the Todd.
0: So despite all of the talking about the chances for all of the changes um, to what's going to happen, we have, Two people saying Georgia wins the national championship. One person saying Ohio State and someone saying Alabama. Some things really do never change, except if Georgia won, that would actually be a change because, you know, it's been, what, m- most of my parents' lifetimes? Most of our parents' lifetimes generally? Yeah. 1980. 1980. Wow. That's all for episode 39 of Stone Cold Sports Talk. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy all of the games this weekend. College football is back. Live sports are back. And fans are so, so back. We'll see you next week.